To have passion in life is everything. What's your Everest? Oh, is it yeah. that 200 inch box? They just look so impressive when they're wide. Especially running away. <laughs> Welcome to this week's episode of Eastman's Elevated. It's like a think tank for outdoor activity. Sounds exactly like my hunting. Just always thinking about it, always trying to evolve it and make it better. Here's your host, Brian Barney. Hey, what's happening, guys? Got a brand new podcast for you. So this podcast is from my Alaskan adventure up chasing caribou off the haul road. Uh, I got the entire crew together and we sat down and recorded this our final night there at about two in the morning. So uh, we were a bit delirious on the podcast. We've been chasing caribou like madman, uh, kind of like I'm delirious now. I got my Hawaii buddies with me now and we've been chasing elk and um, a, a little bit sleep deprived, but I, I think I can get this intro and ending and get this podcast out to you guys so I can continue hunting elk. But um, just a really fun podcast. You, you've heard them before on it. They just do great. And, and when these hunts are fresh in your mind, you can just recall every detail of the hunt. You can remember you know, your tactics and what worked and what didn't. Uh, you remember some of the, the laughs you had along the way, which is plenty of laughs in this one. Um, you can remember your your gear and, and and what worked and what didn't, and so um, this is just a, a really fun one to share with you guys. Um, I really enjoyed doing it, and I'm sure you guys will enjoy listening to it. Um, sponsor for today's show is TechNew. Uh, TechNew is just this great product and a great company. Um, they came out with TechNew Original that's made for for poison oak and poison ivy. And if you guys have ever got poison oak, it's just a nightmare to get that oil on you. And you can't get it off. You'll rub it on your steering wheel or on your seat and uh, you'll you'll pick it up for days, weeks and even months. But this Technu original, it removes all the oil from poison oak and poison ivy. And so if you're ever around that stuff, you just have to have a bottle in your medicine cabinet or in your truck. Um, they also have a first aid gel that's that's great for healing blisters. Uh, you get any sores on your feet during um, hunting season. Uh, it, it's just a miracle worker in healing those up within a couple days. Um, also, cuts you get. Uh, Brandon Mason had a story about his kid getting burned and and uh, on the like a, a wood stove inside the wall tent and how fast it healed that up. But it's also a great product. Uh, make sure you check them out. And thanks to TechNew for sponsoring the podcast. And with that, um, let's see, the guys at Eastman's, uh, everybody's hunting hard. I'm, I'm getting text messages. This is just a really fun time of year. Um, I just need to clone myself to make more time. I, I need uh, one of me at work, uh, one of me with my family, and then one of me just hunting like a madman. But I'm, I'm trying to do all three and do the best I can do, but I, I'm just having a rise. It's just fu- such a fun season. But the, uh, the Eastman's crew is doing really well. I saw Dan Picard killed a nice six-point early and – um, let's see, what did I, I saw, oh, Scott Reekers got a good buck the other day in the Wyoming backcountry, really nice deep fork buck, and, um, let's see, I saw, um, oh, Brandon Mason shot an antelope, and his, um, his kid Hunter, which I believe is around, don't quote me, but like 12 or 13 videoed the entire hunt, um, so that'll be fun to see, that'll make an episode, uh, that'll be coming up in Eastman's Hunting TV or Beyond the Grid, but, um, yeah, it's just really fun to, to share in everybody's success. Oh, I think I saw that guy killed a good bull. Um, man, but, you know, it's just that time of year where you're getting texts and seeing pictures and, and uh, being happy for guys being successful. And I've had a lot of success, and then I, I'm having a lot of fun, you know, helping other people find their success. So, um, like I told you guys, hunting with the Hawaii guys this week, hunting elk, just been going really hard, close encounters, seeing some good bulls, and so uh, it's been really fun chasing antelope with them, 
uh, helping Clint uh, harvest that that good antelope. Like it's been about a week or week and a half. I, I feel like I'm in a time warp right now, but uh, helping him out, helping my dad on his Wyoming mule deer hunt. And so uh, I'm just having fun helping guys out. Uh, I am ready to to get one of these bulls on the ground with my bow. It's it's coming down to the late season. Hunting's getting good. They're calling good. So uh, I've been bringing my bow here with the Y guys helping them out. But uh, I'm going to start chasing these things pretty hard with, with any time I have left. I've burned about all my vacation time I have. But uh, weekend warrior and try to sneak a day either side of it and just chase these things around and may do one more extended trip, see if I can if I can sneak out. But uh, yeah, just really fun. It's hunting season. Uh, really fun to share in your guys' success too. But this has gone on way too long. Um, let's end this intro and get right into the podcast. Great podcast with my Hawaii friends and uh, my Alaskan buddy, Chase Galantine. Uh, I got uh, Janus Padilla, Sean Curran, and Robin Keane. And me, so five of us on there. Um, so Eastman's Elevated. Here we go. Okay, I'm here live. We're on site here in Alaska, or last night here. Um, I've got my good buddy Chase in the rig with me, and I've got uh, my three Hawaii buddies. We just finished up Alaskan caribou, so we got uh, some caribou ribs on the fire. Sean's manning those, and just wanted to sit down and record a podcast. It's 11.40, still light out. Um, just a wild place on planet Earth. Yeah, it is. Freaking feels like it's 5.30. <laughs> right um never, it's, never, never know what day or the time yeah oh i can't keep track of the days yeah i'm just hoping i make my flight i don't know it might be two days late <laughs> it's uh it's crazy up here yeah you lose all concept of time and it's weird like how hardwired your brain is to to light and falling asleep it gets late out here and you feel like you shouldn't be tired so we've been pushing hard um I, I guess I already kind of spoiled it. Uh, caribou ribs on the fire means we got one. Um, we did really good this trip. Yeah, what? Um, you guys got two today, yeah? Yeah. You and you and Rob each got one, and then almost the first day we got in, we each got two. And it was um, yep. pretty back-to-back, both of them. Janice and I got our second day, and, and Brian and Robin got theirs on the last day. Nothing better than that. Yeah, right? Um, yeah, it's so killer. Um, but you got to be prepared for hunting out here. Like, this place is just full of challenges, it seems like. Like, um, we talk it up, and we did. We had a great trip. And to be able to look through your binos or your glass and have your bow in your hands and be chasing caribou on the tundra is just absolutely wild. But um, this place doesn't come without challenges. Like, me and Chase were fixing a flat tire like, our first... 40 miles up the road, or I guess uh, our first, what, 100 miles up the road, we were fixing our, yep. our first flat tire. Yep, just outside of Coldfoot. Yep, and then we fixed another one. The other day, I've got scars on my knuckles to prove it from racking my knuckles, but it's, you know, you got to be prepared for everything out here, and so for rigs, it's definitely, like, you put new tires on that rig last year. Yep. Yep. New tires last year, and two flats this year. right um but uh a a patch kit fix kit compressor like that's key out here yeah you gotta have the tools to keep going stranded up here oh man absolutely stranded yeah um and then um you got to be able to get across water right you guys found that out the first day oh man we we were in the bowls but we 
couldn't get to them 100 yards away and our little pack raft wasn't uh couldn't support us well enough to get across the yeah, river well, not for like a try right oh man <laughs> I think, so, I, I think so my four-year-old son could have made it across in the, the little pack raft. <laughs> not, not a 200-pound grown Girl, man, that's for sure. one paddle. You know, we need one of those kayak paddles. He has one paddle off one side. He's out there spinning circles in the river. <laughs> oh, pull him back! Pull him back! Good. He started, he started to go. Yeah. Like, we had a hundred yards. Yeah, let's talk about that leading up to that. What, the bulls? Yeah. We've been glassing for, what, four or five hours at that point? Glassing about 100, 150 yeah. Uh, caribou crosses river, literally hundred yards away. Just jetted down on this island in this brush, and you know we're looking at the river and we're thinking, oh, it's we could get freezing. across this, you know, <laughs> yeah, freezing cold from Hawaii. Get across it. We got this little pack raft. We can do this. Oh man. You know, water boys over here. But, you know, Robin was real skeptical. I mean, he knows about the hypothermia, and we all do, but he was definitely the more skeptical one, but he was also the guinea pig. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I lost that one. <laughs> so we, uh, Kudos we, trying. we tied about, what, about 150 feet of parachute cord to the thing. Well, we had a 100 foot, and then we had another 100 foot roll, and we yeah, two hundred together. About 200 feet of parachute cord. And, uh, yeah, we were just going to keep, you know, doing the pulley system with the raft back and forth. And Rob jumped in. And right off the bat, I mean, he's practically river level. Yeah. Almost my, taking on water. My, my butt was wet immediately. <laughs> <laughs> just soaked to the bone. Doing circles, 180s in the raft. Yep. Gets yeah. about 10 feet out and... Spinning 360s. We, we learned a lesson. Wrong paddle, wrong raft. Well, we knew Brian guys had a bigger raft, too. And when you got out of the water, Sean grabs a raft and starts running up. We got to go up higher. I'm like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you can do it. I'm like, nope. <laughs> Let's radio Abort Brian. Board mission. Yeah, Abort well, it's, mission. A, it's a coastal river out here. And it's, it's like this fine line. And when you've never been here, you're trying to choose between... You know, a, a sturdy vessel and also a lightweight craft that you can pack around because you never know where you're going to need it. And too heavy of a raft and you can't portage and get out in different places and across gravel bars like it gets really braided out here too. Mm -hmm. So it's tough to find the perfect vessel. But yeah, it sounds like yeah. the, the the oar and the, yeah. the raft. So we, we bought this raft planning on hiking some miles, right? Mm -hmm. Coming across these little creeks and, you know, smaller rivers that we could basically didn't have that much water flowing through them and we could get across easy not this one that's about a hundred yard stretch across <laughs> you know yeah so, it's, uh, it's big now we've been getting rain like that mm -hmm. thing's dirty have you guys looked at that it's, thing it rose another six inches it's risen a foot today oh at yeah. least yeah that's a big gnarly river look it's water all the way across that gravel bar now yeah it's moving yeah. It moves a lot faster than you think it does. So that was number one lesson learned. Yeah, it right was. off the bat, you got yeah. these big bulls just laughing at us. Have the right equipment. Watching these Hawaii boys try to get across this Alaskan River in a little, little tiny. Lesson was number number two was learning how to use the Garmin before you come. Oh, it was. We, we had to drive sixty miles to meet up with you guys because yeah. we couldn't get the inreach to oh, work. Oh, we had we had this plan, and we both have Garmin inreaches, and so. 
You know, we traded contact info. We texted it to everybody. I tried one to your Garmin. I never got the failed message. I don't know why. But we tested everything. Good to go. Got our contacts. We show up up here, send our message from Garmin. And Garmin tells us, no, you can't use that address. You have to use the email address. And so it won't let us send messages to each other. And there's no way for us to get each other the messages yeah. I'm I, I started texting your wife hoping that she'd get relay a message that to was you, smart that was my she didn't get it till two days later or something <laughs> <laughs> I had a revelation too that that's how I was gonna get you my inreach was to get a hold of Holly and Chase had my inreach from the year before yep. and we had our we everything worked flawless that year I don't know what we did different but yeah I just had the wrong addresses in yep had to have the the Delorum address in there for it to work correctly. Yeah, the email instead of the text number. Yep. Yeah. Oh, so typical. So yeah, we can't get a hold of each other. You guys are into a bunch of bulls. We saw some bulls coming in. Like, it's been good. Um, weather's been cold. Like, we're all a little chilled right now. We've been hunting all day and uh, packing out bulls, and it's it's been raining just nonstop. Wet and like... Um, 40 degrees out Yeah, right now. 30 to 40 degrees right in there. And that damp cold is just, it's a different cold. It gets you bone chilled. So we're just warming up now. This feels pretty good. Yeah, we had a killer sunset last night. What, this morning was sunny. This first time this, we saw the yeah, sun. Yeah, first time we saw the sun, and now it's raining harder than it's Yep, the forecast, yeah. we realized when it predicts sunshine, it rains. And when it predicts rain, it doesn't rain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just take the forecast and flip a coin and roll the no dice. You know what, what? you're going to get up yeah, here. No That's idea. part of the reason you got to bring up so much gear. You know, it's hard. Mm -hmm. It's kind of a harder trip to plan for because there's such a variance in the weather. It's like there's so many things that you can prepare for. you got to figure out, you know, the right amount of stuff to bring so that you're prepared for everything. You obviously can't bring everything because, I mean, our car was just... Oh, you guys brought yeah. everything. <laughs> it, was just, it was just miserable. I mean, I... By the end of the first day, I couldn't find my release or couldn't even get to the food. It was just buried. Gosh, it's tough to yeah, keep we have organized. Way too much gear. Oh, but we need it all. I think I used everything. Yeah, I think I used pretty yeah. much everything. Everything's soaking well, wet right and now. And last year, uh, me and Chase hunted. It was like 75 degrees out. Yeah, it's a complete flip year to year. For sure. Yeah. Still needing as much footwear though. Oh my um, gosh. <laughs> But this place is so wet. There is so many. There's yeah. like millions of gallons of standing water everywhere in this tundra. Like where we found the bulls, or where we hunted quite a bit. Where Rob, you killed yours um, today. Yeah. Um, that place is like walking around in a lake. Like it's all underwater. I belly crawled in that lake for two and a half hours. <laughs> we've all been <laughs> we've all been crawling around. But yeah, you put on the most epic stock. Yeah. Um, Today, uh, you got caught in the wide open and made it happen on those curves. That was a cool deal, man. I was super psyched to see you get one right in the end. Yeah, I got to watch the whole yeah. thing. Yeah, that was awesome. That was a lot of effort and a lot of work. Oh, my gosh. We've just been going stock for it. Stock after stock after stock. Yep. Blown stock after stock. And those stock. caribou, like, they're categorized as, like, an easier animal by people, I think, sometimes. Like, when you're in the migration and they're all coming through, like, I, I'm sure it's just pick one out and shoot it, but it's, maybe, maybe not. Like, they're so well suited for the tundra, but they're just different in the way that they pick up predators. They can't relocate miles away from wolves. They just have to get a safe distance and then keep an eye on them. 
And so you can tell that with the caribou. Sometimes, I mean, they just take off and they're migrating to wherever, you know, to Russia. But, you know, sometimes, you know, they're, they'll just keep 200 yards in front of you and let you get a little bit closer and 200 yards in front of you. But the, the key is the element of surprise and not to let them see you. But they're tough, huh? It seems like they're always 100 yards away. Yes. <laughs> always 30 to 40 yards from where I need to be every single time. But they're very curious. They are very curious. Yeah, today <laughs> today I, I called one back in, chirping at him, and, and just stuck my arm in the air and pretended I was a caribou, and he came beelining right at me. And they were running. <laughs> now you're ruining running, my whole theory. <laughs> running at me. But, they are curious. But uh, they didn't know what I was. Yeah. Um, the, I wasn't a wolf. Mm-hmm. And I think they want to know. Yeah. You know, more yeah. than anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I put that stock on, and then I missed missed a shot and was able to do that and then get back down and and regroup as they came back in trying to figure out what I was and got another shot yeah it was weird yeah and then the the tundra like you can tell somebody about it and you can talk about it but until you get out in that stuff you have no idea do you especially like I think there's there's degrees of difficulty to it like me and Chase were talking about it like some of it's like a two or three it's not bad it's dry you can walk right across it it's great you know, the ridge tops are like a like a one, you know, you can walk those, no problem, but you hardly ever find those. It seems like you're in the lake stuff. Like Robin, where you killed your bull and where you were hunting, like that stuff was a ten all day. It yeah, was like bull. walking across a lake in places and then the you know, that musk egg just sits up. It's hard to keep your balance on it, your ankles are always uneasy, yeah. and then trying to keep your feet dry. I mean you guys had a good system. You guys wore the muck boots, rain pants over the top pretty much kept dry i think robin you, your feet got wet one day in those yesterday and then yeah. again today <laughs> crawling <laughs> well, around in a crawling. lake yeah. yeah i mean like you say you're hunting in a lake exactly so. yeah it was um i think boots are probably the most critical yep. you know yeah tool to bring if you don't have two boots you're gonna you're gonna be sitting drying a pair of boots for a whole day i mean you're unless you're walking around in cold boots and if it's freezing you know it's tough yeah, I don't know what the perfect system is. I like the muck boots are good. Like I just hiking miles, I don't know how to deal on my feet, but I that's the system I got to try I think next because I you know, I tried to run the waterproof socks this year and I think they're just older and kind of worn out. Neoprenes I have and then I have some you know, some waterproof ones, but they're not really waterproof. They just get saturated through with the water and my shoes or my boots and I can keep my boots with gaiters dry for a while, but hunting that lake spot you're not keeping anything dry unless you're covered up, you know. And, and hunting in waders just sucks. I, You know, we tried that on the Colleen, right? Right. You can't do it. You can't move. You just can't hike. No, it's not good. Yeah. And the, the hiking boots over, like, the, the neoprene, uh, you know, boot waders or whatever just gets super uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, and then you sweat. Yeah. doesn't work because you're going to go from... I mean, you can put six, seven miles out there on that tundra walking around. We did. Yeah, several times. We all just went for it. But yeah, me and Chase, we've been going for it so hard. We've been grinding so hard. Finally paid off today. We got it done on a bowl. It was just, it was awesome. But, um, but yeah, we've been grinding. We did one yesterday. We got back to camp and, and uh, so... So the story is, so me and Chase, we glass out, and I'm watching these two giant bulls, and they're at the base of this hill, 
and they're a pretty good walk away through the tundra. I'm telling Chase, but they're at the base of the hill. I think I can slide down the hill and I can get a chance at them. And I think I can kill every caribou I see. Chase will attest to it. We we walk after too many of those things where you really got to play these things patient and see which direction they're going to go. But anyways, we so we stalk for these two bulls and we walk around. It's really rolling hills and we're looking for them, looking for them. And we walk all the way to the end of planet Earth to the end of this ridge. We just keep going thinking they're a little bit ahead and get back and Robin says, you see those two bulls? You guys walk way by them. Way in the heck by them. They're bedded out there. I thought about going for them. And I guess we had doubled the distance from where those things were to where we walked. Just total wrong spot trying to relocate them. I thought you were hunting other bulls. And then I was going to go make a play on those two. <laughs> yeah, you should have. Gosh, they were good looking bulls. It was, but, it was a good mile Oh, and a half that was a, just a tundra. mistake we made. But from the mistakes we made, we played a lot of situations, um, you know, as good as we could or perfect, you could call it. But it's just tough to get them to work out. Just, um, we had a good crawl on a bull yesterday. Me and Chase did. Crawled in, in range of the other two bulls that are a little bit smaller, but still really good ones. And then there was just this giant up there. And he was kind of feeding around. And Rob, you were watching from the vantage point quite a ways off. Like, it looked like he was walking right into us, but he was actually a little ways out. He came around our bad wind side and caught our wind. But, man, that was close. That was the worst wind we had the whole trip. Otherwise, it's been pretty consistent. Yeah, it has been yeah. consistent. Today Usually I Usually consistently wind. wrong. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, like, it was always blowing the wrong direction. Yeah, from but. where we see the caribou, like, they're always, like, we got to walk with a bad wind or try to cheat the wind one direction or the other. And on that stock, me and Chase, you watched us. We repositioned, like, three different times, you know, to the left of the bulls, to the right of the bulls before we'd a approach to get that wind right. We finally did get it right for a little while anyways. I thought for sure you were going to kill that bull. Oh, God. He was bedded. You guys crawled in, and then... And then a third bull popped up, oh. got him out of his bed, and it looked like he was just walking right to you on a string. Oh, he, so yeah, close. he was, and he just he ended up circling downwind a little bit, and that was the end of it. Yeah, if he went to Cotter Wind, I think we would have killed him. Yeah, he would have kept coming right at you. Oh, he was so many points on the top end, so long and wide, so and just he, I remember he looked at us like we've got some video footage of him, but looking at us, it looks like he's got like forty or fifty points out there pointed <laughs> at us. Thing was incredible. And when he ran, he ran. <laughs> he never looked back. Yeah, I stole your saying that he was going to Russia because that's what you told me about my ball. Like after I spooked him, like there was no slowing down, catching up with that thing. Right? I I I drove two miles up the road and jumped in to try and cut him off, and ran out in the tundra as fast as I could. Got to a plateau and looked over, and that bull was headed straight for Russia. Never looked <laughs> back. Never stopped. The other two bulls didn't have any idea where he was going. Why he's so big? Yeah, smart. Janice, you struck first. I did, man. It happened. It was. I think it was my first, first stock, and everything just came together. Well, there was all that road construction, and they're like, we're driving along, and um, Scott, our buddy Scott, who's with us, actually was ahead of us, and we see his truck on the side. So we're driving by, and we're following the uh, the pilot car, who's kind of guiding us through the construction site, and we look over. And there's what three or four giant bulls down there just bedded about a hundred yards off the road and we're looking we're like oh right there and we see Scott kind of creeping up over here so we we drive about maybe 150 yards past that and the pilot car stops 
and he's uh, talking to the other construction workers. So we're like, fuck, we should jump out. Sean jumps out and he's like, come with me, come on, let's go. I'm like, I don't have all my stuff together. I don't I don't have my boots on. I'm, I'm like, it's all, it's all muddy water down there. It's all swamp. So I was trying to take my boots off and Jumped put, out of the put truck on my muck boots. boots. I jumped out of the truck once <laughs> and then she's like, we gotta go. So I jumped back in and then she stopped for a second. I jumped back out, I threw one one of my shoes and grab my other boots and I'm hobbling along with one, one boot, one sock. I look at Brian, they're just laughing at me and I freaking roll down the berm and I'm putting on my boot and then catch up to Sean and we kind of split up and I go, I go uh, you, behind and you down, hung, yeah. Yeah, you hung back. And then you I took the roadside yeah. just in case they crossed over so like and the Scott was, was down below pulling the stock. Yeah, so. we had them in the triangle. Well, and you guys played it really patient. And, like, up here, it's just a different world. Like, um, you know, we're not dropped off or flown in. Like, we have access an access road. And from that access road, like, it's the only way you can really travel through the tundra effectively or efficiently. And so you use it to cover hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of square miles to find where the caribou are and then you can make plays down after them but yeah you guys made a play down there and everybody played it really patient let scott get into range and scott got really close like stocked within 40 yards of him down there i think he said it was like 45 yards yeah and he um i guess he didn't feel comfortable making the shot and one of them kind of busted him they didn't he didn't really run though he kind of they kind of like ran to this little side road down there and i crept I just kept going straight down and I, I cut them off and they were just coming straight for me and everything kind of lined up and they just walked right by me at like 50 yards and I um, I took a shot and I actually stopped him. He was walking by, I was like Meh, and he stopped and right when I shot, he took one step and I hit him kind of far back and I just gut shot him and I felt so bad. They all ran off and I thought they were gone. I, didn't, I, I thought he, I, I mean, I thought he was gone. I didn't even see him stop. So I went up to get my arrow and I looked down the road and there he is just kind of walking along and then he bends down. And then um, Scott came walking up and we're talking about it and he's kind of like, yeah, we should just let him sit. He kind of calmed me down a little bit and yeah. me and him crept up and um, I was able to get a 30-yard shot and he just ran out in the field and died. It was Everybody was right there watching, so it was like, oh, you guys all came down. I don't think I carried one piece of meat out. There was like five, six of us down there. <laughs> Celebrating. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that was awesome. It was a great celebration. Massive. It was a great bull. Oh, such yeah. a good bull. Well, and with hunting, too, like you work so hard, and you, we've been working harder than anybody else out here. Not to say that guys aren't hunting hard, but we're working every vantage point and glassing miles and miles and miles off through the tundra and going to look to find different vantage points but I always say you have to take the easy ones with the tough ones too yeah, and yeah. even though that thing was yeah. close like those things are not easy to get close to and you got to no. take every opportunity you get and it's public ground like that's the way we get around it so yeah to jump down there and make a stock with your bow put yourself in a good position be patient and then have that thing work by you it's oh, just it, awesome it's all worked out it's crazy in oh, such a good bull like you guys say just an amazing specimen so fun to see and watch the like the tops and beams and the mass is what got me that thing is so massive like a yeah. baseball bat yeah was really cool. i was blown away yeah how how big these bulls are up here i mean oh, no you seen some even when ones. you see them you know 50 yards away like wow that thing's huge but when you actually walk up to it and you get that close and put your hands on it 
I mean, that beautiful. thing is just... They are beautiful animals. Big old curler, you know, about 50 inches of main beam at least, huh? Oh, man, yeah. And, you know... Crazy, right? And the 30, points 40 are... inches wide and the points, stickers yeah. all over the place. Yeah. Well, but like incredible. I said... Incredible animal. Yeah, incredible. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it's so cool to watch you get that. And then to have us all be part of it, mm -hmm. the team down there first harvest um that was really cool so yeah i got him out of there and then um yeah so we were what? just in them you guys had found them and so like a lot of it is finding the migration or the pulse of caribou but mm. it changes day to day you know and yeah. if you miss it you don't get a chance like um you know and so you guys had found it down here so we ended up moving our camp or coming down here and i think moving our camp but um yeah. yep and then Sean got his next. He's out. Uh, he's the cook too. He's checking the ribs yeah, that we got going down. over the fire. Looking pretty good. Doing the other side of them. Yep, almost done. Oh, it's gonna be so good. Yep. Yeah, right when Fresh we meat. right when we got back with my bull to the truck, one of the construction workers stopped and he's like, "Man, a bigger bull than that just crossed the road, you know, half a mile down." And we all jumped in, and I think that yeah, that's the one that. Um, Sean and Robin got a plan. Yeah. Everybody kind of tried to play the trifecta, but it kind of ended yep. up. Uh, yeah. I think Brian guys came from underneath, and oh. and the bulls were headed right to you guys on a string, and then. I think they either got a little too far on us, but yeah, we had a shifty win for sure that I was trying yep. to cheat, and I got busted doing it. Just like, just my first few minutes out of the truck, just like not even don't even really have the feel of things yet. Like just the first stock, and we made our play and worked around them, and then um, I think they caught our wind and squirted out. And you guys had played their exit, and yep. then capitalized yep. on that bowl. Yeah. Um, Sean shot him. He ended up dying on the other side of the river yep. on the original island. You guys saw him on. So. Yep. Yep. We Fifty-yard shot hit him, and uh, he went and kind of bedded, and I had to put another one in him. And when I did that, he ended up walking about 200 yards down towards the river and I'm just following him the whole way I mean it was cat and mouse I was 100 yards from him and he just went and stopped and you know I saw good blood coming out I figured he was going to expire good thing we had a raft nope he ended up <laughs> jumping in that river and swimming across the other side and they love water mine died and then, water he, last year. And then he ended up expiring right as he got out of the water Thank on the God. other side of the river. He almost got drugged down river. He yep. almost expired in the river. Yep. And he, he almost floated past camp. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would have been bad. But, uh, yeah, nope. so then thank God you guys had a better raft than we did. Yeah. There's no way we would have gotten him across on that pack raft. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Three pounds at a time. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Great, um, great bull. Oh my gosh. Yep. Yeah, that, that thing was a giant. Big tops that turned in towards each other and great fronts and yeah, great mass. Like, what a bull. So, yeah, it was just we were in the migration at that point. Like, we hit a hot spot, so we thought it was going to be hot. Like, uh, it was going to be great the whole trip, but it, it gets tough then, you know. You get a pulse of them and then nothing, and you'll, you know. There's a yep. bunch of people came rolling in too. I think. There yeah. So let's talk about other guys that came up. Yep. You know? How we were on these these bulls yeah. and and all all those those so, bulls were over on that island, and you know we were all helping out each other with Janus's and then you know playing the stock on the one I got, mm -hmm. 
And then that whole time we were planning on jumping in the raft going across to the island. Scott where there was, was pumping up the raft. While Scott we were, was pumping up yeah. the raft, getting ready to cross where there was about 100, 150 caribou over there. And here comes this truck rolling in, <laughs> right? Yep. Pumps up their raft while we're kind of messing around with Janus's bowl and shoots it across and, you know, hey, fair chase. They were on it. They yep. got there before us. They and made it before we could get the raft pumped up. And, you know, there's there's hunting pressure out here. Like, mm -hmm. it is a blue-collar hunt. You don't have to fly out. And so, you know, therefore you get hunting pressure. And a lot of times you find a caribou, you got it all to yourself. And if you're willing to go walk a bunch out in the tundra, like, you got it to yourself. It, it, but some of these plays, like, caribou walk at 15 miles an hour. You... To go chase every single one out in the tundra, like we've been trying to do pretty much, but it it's tough because you don't catch up to every one you chase. Like they're on the migration. So a lot of times these things are crossing, like in this point, we're crossing, you know, closer to the highway or right out in the island, like out in that river. And so guys pulled into the access road, so we instantly had pressure and you know, it just try to be courteous and, and they're just hunting too and you know if somebody's out on a stock you try not to you try to leave them alone you try not to mess it up and you try to go on your way and leave them be and for the most part that's what guys have done to us sometimes there's you know sometimes pressure gets in the way but for the most part you can find your own caribou in your own plays and you don't have to really mess or mix in with any of it if you don't want to yeah you never know where these things are going to be either it may, it, you may push them out and or they just may move. I mean, they're they're not like a lot of other animals that I've hunted. I mean, you'll you'll see them there in the evening, and you'll go back there in the morning. And a lot of times they'll have like this pattern where they'll be feeding in the morning. They'll they'll bed down, and then you can catch them again the next morning. But these caribou, man, I mean, you just never know. They just move so much. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. They're, they're just moving. Yep, migrating. Yeah, migrating. Yep, doing a circle. Yep, so your hot spot from the day before, you go out there the next yeah. day and there's nothing yeah. El Blanco, you know? Or even later on that night. Yeah. We took a cruise at, geez, what was it, 1 a.m.? 2 in the morning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can I mean, 24 hours You can hunt 24 yeah. hours. And a, a lot of our advantage, too, is hunting hours that other guys aren't hunting. And so some of that was one yep. night, yeah, yep. well, rolling super late out and yep. through there. And it didn't pay off that night. I think we got some a stock that day though me and rob did out on the tundra right yeah chase was with me yeah we circled around what about five miles around those things in that tundra it was like a, a seven eight model tundra oh my gosh <laughs> you, guys, you guys went on a mission oh uh, and it was um it was gnarly tundra too it was like an eight or nine on difficulty yeah. scale yeah and i i belly crawled across that lake you got close yeah i was 190 yards. My rangefinder, while I was belly crawling, got super wet and fogged up because I had it hanging around my neck. Mm. So I, I couldn't get a good range, but I was I was eight, yeah 90 yards, 100 yards from them, and they were feeding right past me. I just couldn't move. I they have really good hearing. I can't believe every that time I'd make a move like slide a little bit across the tundra they would look at me yeah they can hear you splash too they definitely hear you splash yeah, yeah i got i blew a stock on that yep just crossing a little creek you'd think they'd have better eyesight than hearing just out here in the open yeah, yeah yes think, uh, yeah like antelope mm -hmm. you think they get like 8x vision they do have really good sense of smell I'll tell you that much 
I think these ribs are almost done. Yeah, yeah I don't know how many blown stocks I had this this trip. Ribs are almost done. I think they're almost see, done. See how long? Thirty minutes. Should we? I think we should do a little halftime. Pause it. Have some ribs and then come back to it. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, we're back. Oh, such good ribs. A little meat. Oh. <laughs> Got a lot of good meat from those caribou. Yeah. Um. Things weigh like what 400 pounds or so? I don't think they're that big. You don't? Yeah. No. I, we, Janice and I were talking about it. We, the back straps weren't very big on. No, on but that shot. every animal's designed a little bit different where it has its power and things. But they have um, big long legs. I know they're sure. bigger than a mule deer, right, Chase? Oh yeah. And they're bigger than a 300 pound mule deer. Yeah. Or 250. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'd say they're 300, 350. Cow elk. 350, 400, I'd yeah. say. Yeah. I think they're a size level above mule deer, but definitely a size level below elk. Elk are giant. Elk are, yeah, ridiculous. Elk are double what a caribou is, I guess. At least. Yeah, bull elk is. Yeah. Oh. And a moose, double an elk. <laughs> Jeez, man, oh man. Deep thoughts by Brian Barney. <laughs> yeah we have had a lot of that oh yeah we've just been theorizing and just hunting hard just day in day out it's just um it's close calls um they just don't always work out you just make your best bet you try not to be reckless or make any mistakes and you just kind of take what what the animal gives you it seems like you guys are really good at that you guys get a ton of practice in hawaii so um you guys were ready for this place. Just cut you loose and show you a caribou bull and tell you it's public and yeah. see what happens. Oh, you got pretty lucky. Stock after stock after stock. It's, it is like Great hunting shot, in man. Hawaii. Yeah. They just, man, they're just not always there when you get there. They they migrate off and you learn real quick not to chase moving caribou. You got to try to get in front of them or you wait till, like, here we're hunting migrating caribou, but I think we're also hunting like resident caribou that are just kind of hanging around in different spots that are real happy bedding and feeding in a spot and hanging there for a day or so. Yeah, there was definitely a few that were kind of made an area of their home, you know. Yep, but they weren't there today. <laughs> they weren't there not, today. Not too many. No. no Must have moved on. Well, the first, like, the first two days were on fire and then there was what? three days of where it was we had to really search for them yep you guys had to do some serious walking and then today seemed like there was a, f a few more down by the water which is a kind of a you know there was more cover it was brushier so it was easier hunting down there yeah and um that's where you got yours yeah down there yeah so pulled it out hunt. bottom of the ninth last afternoon of the last day i can hunt and um yeah we made a play down after a bowl and um able to catch him in his bed and um get within 45 yards or so of him and shot and hit him high and um god i was upset at it like how high it was it was the you know and i just thought man oh man like i know i had the pin right on it was like 45 yards right there he rolled off but he was hurt bad and bedded instantly and then head was tipping over i put a second arrow into him but um <laughs> Yeah, and then we watched back on the footage, and that thing ducked my string. Uh, he ducked like he had to duck six inches on the shot. Yeah, he did. It's crazy. He, I didn't he jumped think, you. I didn't think those things jumped the string, but he definitely dropped by the time the arrow had got there. I'm telling you, they have good hearing. Man, right? Yeah. 
yeah. strong back legs. You can tell his back legs dropped, so his whole body dropped, and he just kind of lurched on the video. Getting ready to get yeah, out of there, like right? Yeah, like you were saying, they're built differently. You know, their back legs are real strong. Yes. So I think when it went to push off, it kind of dropped down and just fucking... Yeah. Right. Missed it. Yep. Oh, I know. Oh, it's so awesome to get it done on that, that bull. And then you killed a bull today. You told me, like, uh... Uh, your top three stocks ever. You were out in that really tough tundra today, working that bull, and then able to get an arrow in him, Robin. Just two and a half hours of belly crawling in a lake. <laughs> Forty degrees outside. Yeah, soaked to the bone, but yeah, it was it was epic. Um, at one point, I couldn't figure out what the caribou was doing. He was just standing there, looking like he was grazing, and he'd shake every once in a while. And I thought he was going to look at me. And it was the mosquitoes were just eating him up and he was going nuts and he was just standing there in like the zen mode trying to deal with the mosquitoes and that's how i was able to stalk in super close is he, he wasn't paying attention and um you, you guys warned us about the bugs up here but i don't think any of us hawaii guys ever could have imagined how big these things are and what they can do how like, extreme they are, the Jadis, swarms. We're, we're hiking back with my bull today, and Jadis looks at me, he's like, they're eating me through my rain gear. <laughs> <laughs> they were. They were biting me through my rain gear. I had a merino, uh, a long, long underwear underneath that, and my rain gear on top of that, and they were biting me through all three of those. Like, it hurt. Those things are evil, like aren't thing. they? I watched, yeah. I watched Robin hit one on the dashboard. Whack! And he got up and flew away. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I, I think I'm allergic to him. I mean, my hand swelled up like a balloon the first day, and then my lip last night. And Your face looks like you got Botox. Both my eyes are swollen <laughs> right now. Yeah, belly crawling. My, uh, my butt crack was out in the air, out in the open, with pulling up my shirt, and that just got eaten up and how many hundreds of bites I, 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 I could just feel like 10,000 little needles in my back as I'm belly crawling in and finally I just rolled over and put it in the lake so they couldn't eat me anymore <laughs> it's just miserable yeah, poor um, terrible, man. I watched one out there I was glassing I couldn't quite figure out what it was doing because it'd be like it'd be doing this weird you know jumping around and then it kind of crew and start eating and then just bolt back this other direction and then it'd be eating it just I mean I thought it had one of those um one of those brain worms that the moose get you know <laughs> I was looking at it I was like what is wrong with this thing I didn't really understand it until I went out to help Robin clean his uh his caribou and then I understood it was the, the mosquitoes and they were just relentless I, I know just I, yeah, evil I get, it. I get it these poor caribou yeah. And, and we yeah. got it good. It's cold weather. Yeah. Like any time yeah. below 42 degrees, we didn't have any bugs. Yeah. We were able to enjoy it. But then yeah. the minute it gets 42 or 43, they just come out in full force. Mm -hmm. Hundreds of thousands of them. But, yeah, you just have to deal with it. Yeah. Like I don't know how good that deed is for you. The one day mm. I don't even put it on my lips or close to my mouth, but I can taste it every time I put it on. Uh. And that stuff, like, um, it made my lips numb <clears throat> one day. My lips went numb like I was in yep. the dentist. Like, I don't think that 100% deed is good for you. <laughs> Can't be good for you. Oh. Or you lather it up on your face, you know, and then it starts raining sideways, and then it all just drips in your eyes, and your eyes just start melting. 
Oh, yeah. That was Chase. That was true. Yeah. What, the second day? That stuff is gnarly. Squirted in your face? Squirted in your eye on accident? Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> Sean did it today, too. <laughs> I thought, I thought you guys should so try it. It's just, <laughs> no, I'm not good. so funny. My lips are you, numb. You were trying to pl- spray it on your sleeve, and then the nozzle was pointed right at your face as you were looking at your sleeve. And the minute bean. you sprayed it, it was right in your face. Yeah. Oh, but look, it melted my hat. Oh, this stuff is evil. Yeah, I sprayed it on it, my hat yeah, one day. Yeah, it melted the other well, side. I'll tell you what, it works. Yep. It, it does, does work. work. It's evil, but it works. Yeah. Thermos, yeah. The, the thermosols work pretty good, too. Yeah, in a closed area, light, yeah. You, yeah. Car. you can get them lit. Me and Robin were like, we're going to go put one out in the field and watch all the caribou come to it. We <laughs> 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 like, need a salt lick. Just put a big old thermosol out there. <laughs> Give them a break. Uh, they live a harsh life. Like, yeah, the summer just yeah. get eaten alive, and then you go right into that into winter trying to find food and then chased by wolves and bears and oh man and us and they are yeah. a hardy species <clears throat> yeah i don't know how they made it out here i don't know those and we've them. seen some musk ox those things are pretty cool oh god the foxes the foxes so, are really so cool. brian's butchering no he's uh putting the stock on his bull earlier and i'm, I'm a little ways behind him and i'm watching the whole thing play out and I look behind me and I just see this huge brown clump with the biggest hump on it. And I mean, my heart just skipped the beat. The thing was like a hundred yards away. I'm like, binos up to the eyes, practically knocked myself out. There. (laughs) (laughs) Shit, that looks like a a huge grizzly right there. And then it lifted its head up and I seen the horns coming out. Mouth or nose area, and I was so like, cool. Thank God, woolly mammoth. Well, it doesn't help that you guys saw a grizzly bear there, not but a couple yeah. days ago. Yeah, that has yeah. lived on that hillside. Yeah, that was the road. That was a spot. Yeah, huh? where you saw that and, first one. And it was one of the only areas where the brush was was thick enough. <laughs> yeah, it was one of the only areas where the brush was thick enough that you know a grizzly could hide in it, or you know, kind of. Kind of come up on you and, and you could surprise each other. Yeah, right? so yeah. surprise each other. And and me and Brian are walking down there to go on the stock and I'm looking at Brian. Um, you got a firearm? No, I got some some bear spray. <laughs> like yeah, me too. I wish we had a firearm right now. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's the way it goes, man. Just gotta go slow. Yeah, I don't think I saw a bear. Hope and pray. I couldn't find that one that day that you guys had seen just a touch mm. earlier. I don't think I saw one, but you guys saw a couple of them, huh? We've seen two. We saw one south of camp, yeah. out on the river, and then the that sound cub up where you shot your bull today that we were just talking about. Yeah. Okay. We talked to one of the natives that was working, and he said last year there was bears everywhere. Okay. And this year he's hardly seen them. And I was wondering if it was because of the berries. There wasn't many berries around the area. There's no berries. Yeah. No. I ate some blueberries yesterday and I brought you some of those salmon berries. But there yeah. wasn't many at all. Yeah, there's not many. No. Like, honestly, last year you couldn't step out here anywhere in the tundra without stepping on berries. They were uh, everywhere. You know, I'll tell you what, if there is a bear in the area, we got ribs on the barbecue. We got capes hanging off of our... Uh, Two carcasses less than half a mile from tarp out here we got meat bags on the back of chase's truck 
and we've got two carcasses about a half a mile down the road. Yeah, I mean, we so. are in the tundra here where there is, you know, there's no trees. You oh, can't. and we got James's tuna fish. <laughs> <laughs> Just yeah. fermenting outside. Yeah. <laughs> so I think if there are some in the area, though. Tough. Got to live here. out here somewhere. It's it's like a buffet to them. The right nice here. thing is it never gets dark. Yes. So you do. If a bear does come in, at least you can see it come in. They get hunted up here too. Mm. Yeah. The locals can hunt on their grizzly bear tags just starting here in a handful of days. Yeah, they're so that, they're clearing out probably. Yeah, they'll get after these bears in here for sure. They got good hunting in the spring up here too. Our buddy Scott has been telling us about it. He's harvested a couple with his bow. And, uh, some nuts. pretty nice ones. That's pretty wild. That's nuts. Yeah. Yeah, I'll pass. Uh, and then two years ago with Chase, um, we hunted grizzly bears there pretty hard. Like, Chase can hunt them, and then um, Chase's dad is next to Ken, and he shot a grizzly bear there. That was really cool. Yeah, that was a good trip. That's all Dad wanted to do. Yes. He loves to hunt, you loves get a nice to go one, on Chase? adventures. Yeah. You got a nice bear? Yeah, it was a good bear. Nice. Yeah. Was that up here, or was that more down no, we flew into a spot. Oh, no way. Yeah, we flew into a spot, and then we did 100 miles of river in there. And then wow. we camped at different spots along the river and then hunted moose down through there. Floating river would be, would be super fun. Yes. Yeah, it's an adventure. Yeah, it's a cool way to go. Yeah, we saw the, the fox chasing the wolverine. <laughs> oh, yeah, we did. Yeah, fox chasing a wolverine. That's right. Yeah, chasing it around, and then the wolverine would stand up and look back at them, and they'd chase each other a little bit further. Like, I thought the wolverine would be chasing the fox, not the other way around. <laughs> Foxes are cool. But, yeah, no, we've seen that. A lot of cool wildlife. Um, yeah, and, and Chase is always doing research on these different rivers and what to float and, like, um, trying to plan it, you know, where it's cost-effective, where you can get dropped off with a... You know, pay for the avgas to get out there and then float all the way down. Or like we talked the last Alaskan podcast we did about um, your buddy Brett and his jet boat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got a jet raft this year. It's a, like a 12 foot self baler raft, and they put a 25 horse uh, jet, a Honda jet, on the back of it. And they're running around these little rivers up here in that thing this year. Boy, that's yeah. got to work pretty good, huh? Yeah. Especially for a guy that's familiar with operating a jet boat. Like, I don't know how well I'd do in that thing trying to run up and down rivers. This thing's pretty swift. Yeah, I guess it just hovers. Most of the raft's not even in the water. Okay. Cruising. Just the the jet engine, yeah. Oh. Yeah. I'm curious to see how that went. Huh? Yeah, if it sucked up rocks or anything, you know what I mean? In the intake. Seems like... Yeah, I know. It's always an issue. You worry about that. Sucking up stuff in the impeller, but... Yeah, there's a lot of systems and places to get into with a, a tool like that. It just really starts opening stuff up. Right. Got to to get around up here. You got to have you got to have toys and tools to to make it happen. It's just tough. Mm-hmm. There's a ton of land. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the river you know, system, you know, not a lot of roads. That's what makes this place so cool up here. Is you've got access roads in the pipeline that you can walk or take a bicycle on where you have the actual road itself that you can hunt, you've got the rivers you can float, you can hike, I mean, it's just, it's cool, and then, you know, everyone says every year will change, so, just be ready for it. Yeah, yeah, it's so big um, out here, too, that 
Yeah, you just you can find your own approach on it, your own angle. But you're right. That is the thing we worry about: is it getting taken away from us? And it was, isn't it been in place since the '70s? Bow only on on either side, five miles up. And um, yeah, I just want to support like Alaska Bow Hunters Association, and uh, I think that'd be a good cause for us, as they just protect a lot of our bow hunting seasons and. And, and things of that nature and then yeah make sure we're involved when this you know when this opens for public comment because this is a great blue collar adventure that that guys can do and you have to be prepared there's challenges there's struggle the weather's tough the tundra's tough like it's all tough the bugs you name it there's a challenge but um there's some really good hunting to be had if you get after it yep and you never know you could just find it 200 yards right off the road yep you could you know, 50 yeah. yards off the road well, just really. living out here and spending the time out here eventually you're going to run into the migration you know mm-hmm. and when you do yeah there's no telling where there's going to be a bull at and where you can make a play so yeah no it's just spending your time out here yeah, yeah no I like that saying too <laughs> yeah great time great yeah it time. was a great time yeah great Definitely. time with great friends it burned some miles and some gas, that's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> miles and gas. I know my should, legs are sore. We should probably talk, too, about getting checked up on by the authority out here. and you know, Yeah, yeah, it's good. Having all of our stuff yeah. together, and um, you can go over some of the things that is needed out here. Yeah. As far as yeah, you harvesting know, meat. And yeah, every like state is different in the, the rules that apply to you. In a lot of places in Alaska, you have to leave bone in and I'm used to shooting elk in Montana backpack style so you know I like to bone out my animals so but but this area that we're in here you can bone out your animals which is really nice um you take a lot of the cuts you know that that aren't their prime cuts and aren't required in some states but that are great cuts like we just had the ribs over the fire uh, you got to take the ribs you know you take all the the neck meat um you know they just don't want you wasting anything up here which rightfully so you know they have a renewable resource and they want to protect it but yeah we got checked by the blm officer and the um was it fish and wildlife um those guys checked me out bringing my bull out and yeah it's just good they have a presence up here where there's not you know a lot of outlaw stuff going on you know where they're keeping good tabs on on this you know this this great hunt that they can have and the the rifle guys have to hike five miles off the uh, road which is a tall order to shoot a, a caribou bull five miles off the road and get them get them brought back and not that five miles is tough we do more than that easy on a lot of our hikes but it's just all the way out there and then packing that caribou bull back and uh, that's where you start your hunt you know before you even find caribou um but but there is opportunity for the rifle guy too um but the bow guy this is the spot yeah yeah, that's what it's set up for. Five miles through the tundra is like 15 miles anywhere else. Yeah, at least, right? Yeah. 15 or 20. I think yeah. I'd rather do 20 miles, yeah. you know, anywhere like in, in Montana than I would five miles over the tundra. That stuff is gnarly. Yeah, I think you're right. But uh, one of the main things that the um, authorities were looking for was making sure that the sex was still attached. That's right. Sex attached is a huge one for a lot of different states. That's what they check. So we were able to bone out all our meat, get all our cuts, um, you know, you, you, and then you have to leave sex attached. And I've, I've had to do it in Montana, so I know how to do a strip of skin, and then you leave it to the balls or whatever all the way through. And um, 
leave it attached. So yeah, we all made sure we did that. Harvest ticket. Harvest That's ticket. That's another one. Me and yeah. Robin went moose hunting one year and, and we didn't know you needed a harvest ticket. We had our tag and we had our hunting license. And yeah, it doesn't come with the tags yep. in the mail. You have to print it out separately. Yeah, and it doesn't cost mm-hmm. anything. Yeah. Yeah, and just every state is different too in their rules. You really have to read through them every state yeah. you're at. Yep. You know, it's, it's awesome that we have this opportunity, but, you know, you also have the responsibility of following the rules and doing everything right while you're a guest in that state. You know, and in Alaska, you know, like I say, they take their resource very seriously. So, yeah, they, they checked out everything, made sure sex was attached. And then, like you say, the tags and the way you tag everything, the way you notch it or do you sign it, like everything's different in every state. But, yeah, Alaska, hunting license, you know, caribou locking tag, and then you have to print out your harvest ticket over the computer. Yeah. So, yeah, we were all dialed on it, on all our details. Yeah. Uh, Went smooth. Yeah, nice. super smooth. Definitely nice to be prepared, you yeah. know. And, right? And then they were pretty excited to see some, you know, some, some caribou bulls down. down. Yeah. 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 They, yeah. I guess they've been checking a few camps before, and the guys were kind of striking out. And, and it sounds they, like it's been tough hunting. I think mm-hmm. we did really well. Mm-hmm. Capitalized the first two days. You guys jumped right in the mix, knocked down a couple really nice bulls, and then... Me and Robin battled it out here towards oh. the end and got a couple. <laughs> Chase spent the whole trip, like, he filmed for me the majority of the trip. I'm sure he could have killed a bull here or there, but um, we teamed up and tried to capture the entire hunt. Sean stepped in on some camera work today. Um, I think we got it all put together. I think we, we uh, captured all of it. Oh, it's such one, cool footage. It's 1 a.m. I'm bringing chase out we're going out to go get him a bull right now yeah I know, right? <laughs> well it isn't over yet that's right we still got a long drive out of here tomorrow oh look at the fog roll in yeah the fog yeah. does roll in here you got to be careful with your times a lot of a lot of mornings we'd want to wake up early and go but you wake up early and it's just raining and fogged in and you can't see anything so it's wild how you kind of got to plan your days um, and then just kind of adapt on the fly. Especially in the mountains. Yeah. We, the- we ran into a guy that, that hiked in. He was rifle hunting. And he said he went about 10, 15 miles back. And he was fogged out for 24 hours. Solo. Yeah. Like, that's something I wouldn't want. Bring a GPS. <laughs> I wouldn't oh, want man. Well, the bulls we played on a couple days ago, we drove by them in the fog. Mm-hmm. And then on the way back, they were just bedded on the hillside. Yeah, in the course of 35 minutes, it moved through there. Yeah. Yep, it's true. Weather comes in and out. You never know what it's going to do. It's so fast up here. It's cool, though. It's a special place. It is. Big sky. It just feels like you're, like, being up in the Arctic up here. You just see those those clouds look like they're so close to you all the time. I'm sure they're just right off the deck, right? Mm -hmm. Coastal weather. Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. Sean's going to jump in the Arctic Ocean tomorrow. (laughs) I'm going to go surfing. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, for sure. Well, thanks a bunch, guys. Thanks so much, Chase, for putting this together. Drive. I mean, it puts such a wear and tear on your vehicles up here. Like they, it's really hard to find a rig to rent to be able to come up here, just because it's so tough on vehicles. So tire kits, you know, like you say, we've had two flats already. Your tires, and then 
We got a raft strapped to the back of your truck right now. <laughs> I think I've yeah. seen two new dings in your windshield from trucks passing. Yeah, like, it's all good. oh man, well, thanks two a bunch for that. for everything. I yeah. sure enjoyed sharing the hunt with you, and I sure enjoyed sharing the hunt with you guys. Sure made for a great camp. Like, um, it was it was really fun. Yeah, thanks for turning us on to this, you guys. That was that was quite a blast. It was a blast. Yeah, thank you, Scott. Yeah, brought the firewood. Yeah, firewood, the raft. Oh, firewood he's, was key. He's great Extra company, gas. Man. When he busts out that firewood, it was just like, oh my, because he can't burn anything out here. It's not like you're going to burn a clump of tundra. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's key. Firewood and extra firewood, fuel. Firewood and extra yeah. fuel, man, and a spare tire. He's set up. He's been doing yeah. this for a, a bunch of years. But yeah, he's got the, the best camp life, you know, set up. We've yeah. got rain fly out. But yeah, uh, Scott, Scott makes for a great hunting partner. And, yeah, he hunted hard. Hopefully, he gets one tomorrow on the way out. We were hoping he'd get his birthday bowl a couple days ago. That would have been cool. I can't keep track of time. Was that two days ago? Was or yesterday. Uh, actually, it was two days ago. It's it's two one a.m. on the seventh. Okay, spot on. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to go home, lady. <laughs> it really is. This place is a time warp. Yeah. Well, uh, thanks again, guys. Um, yeah, we'll shut her down, get some Z's, and um, we got to get out of here tomorrow. So, um, yeah, thanks again. All right. Thanks, Alaska. Thanks, Eastman's. Right. All right, guys. That's a wrap. Um, really fun to share the hunt with those guys. Uh, it, it's just a it's a fun place to to go do a hunt up there. Um, I I think uh, we did a good job of articulating and describing the hunt and and uh, what went on and. Uh, yeah, it was just a blast. I, I just love sharing hunts with, with buddies and then um, sharing in their success and, and having fun along the way and, and laughing. But yeah, just couldn't have been a better trip. Um, so much fun up there. I, I just love hunting that uh, those caribou and that Hall Road is just such a great opportunity for us blue collar bow hunters and and where you can do this affordable hunt and you can get in and make stocks and make plays on the caribou of your dreams you know if you're willing to work hard and glass a bunch and and kind of figure it out and spend your time up there so uh, i just had a ride on that hunt um had a ride the year before and uh it's a hunt i want to do as many times as i can i just really enjoy it and uh share the hunt with people as well um so fun podcast i hope you guys enjoyed it too Sponsor for today's show is Technew. Um, Technew makes their Technew original that's made for poison oak, poison ivy. Uh, it's just a great product. Removes the oil, so you know the the oil, the residue doesn't last, and and uh, also gives you some relief. And then also t- check out their first aid gel uh, for any injuries or blisters on your feet. Uh, it really works wonders to get you healed up quick. Yeah, and uh, over there at Eastman's, just fun to see everybody's hunts coming together, and um, fun to be on my own hunts and. Um, like I say, I'm a little sleep deprived and delirious now. We've been hunting just like crazy. Um, not getting much sleep, um, a few hours, and and uh, the deal is, is no, you know, I don't nap very good in the day. If I nap in the day, then I don't sleep at night, and I hate laying awake at night, so I don't take naps like ever. Um, but but we've been hunting elk in the mornings and elk at night and going really hard at that. But then hunting antelope in the middle of the day. Those guys have antelope tags, and so. Uh, we just been running ourselves ragged here, getting in as much hunting as we can and uh, not much time to eat dinner or to do anything else. So we just catch a few hours sleep and we're back at it in the morning. So uh, I had to get out this podcast this week. Uh, the guys are out tonight. We had uh, three different bulls uh, that were located this morning and 
So they got a good chance at killing a bull. Man, we've had some close calls. Me and me and Sean had a bull last night. Gosh, we had that thing. Um, we had him at, at 50 yards for three minutes, and there's just too many branches. But we we pretty much like traveled with this bull for three miles. It was just pouring down rain, and it, at times the bull would be looking away, and we're just jogging to keep up with him, and we're making plays. We got into bow range like three different, four different times, and finally busted him out of the timber and then um was able to cow call and then call him back down into us and dang near shoot the bull um you know how they they just uh during the rut they get a little crazy for those cows and um you know i don't know you know he didn't smell us and and like you say you can kind of fool their ears and fool their eyes you can't fool their nose but he saw us like the last little move we made he was like 50 yards and walked over the ledge and i thought we'd walk right over and see him and shoot him there and we had been moving with him forever, but uh, he had he had worked through the meadow chasing this cow and this calf that he had, and so he got up a little higher than I expected and ended up catching us. But like I say, we were able to call him back in later that night, have another close encounter, called in another small bull behind us, and so, anyways, we're just having a riot, having a lot of fun, and and chasing elk, and um, doesn't get any better than that. Doesn't get any better than hunting season. Um, I'm definitely gotta. I definitely have to get some work done here and um, get some work done on the podcast and writing and things, and uh, make sure I'm kept up on that and spend some quality time with the family. But uh, yeah, it's just a a great time of year. It just all comes at once. And so you're just going so hard at it, but, uh, it's just a riot 2018. Um, I see a lot of you guys are having successful seasons and, uh, I love that you guys are, are sharing your success with me and tagging me in photos. Uh, just means the world to me that this, this little podcast that we started, this community that we started, uh, you know, that it's helping you guys be more successful in the woods and, and helping you tap into that next level. At least that's what the goal of the podcast is. And, and I just love sharing it and, and just want to continue to get better and, and give you guys uh, really good content and uh, entertaining content and um, so it's it's just a it's a fun journey that's for sure um, but that's uh, that's a wrap I better go catch a few hours of sleep so I can go elk hunt again and uh, we'll catch up with you guys next week <laughs>